0: Ladies and gentlemen, he's a child of God, a husband, NRA
1: conservative, radical right-wing supervillain, and Twitter rock star. American by birth, Texan by choice, and a badass by nature.
0: He's the owner of TomOhalloran.com, OhalloranMedia.com, and PatriotRadio.net. Please welcome Tom Ohalloran. Welcome to Jihad on America with Tom O'Halloran. I am your host, Tom O'Halloran. I'm broadcasting tonight from my underground bunker deep in Arkansas, Brascarado, to educate, irritate, and agitate. And patriots, if you're not agitated by the end of this hour, by golly, the terrorists may have already won. If you did not catch my uh, May 7th show on the Muslim Brotherhood, please find your way to patriotradioshow.com and uh, listen to that show as it dovetails to this lesson extremely well. Tonight we're going to pull back the mask of Islam. We're going to look at what it is and what it isn't. We'll be sharing facts with you. There will be zero political correctness. I call it as it is. If you'd like to join the conversation, please call 888-909-1050. If you're listening on your computer but need to leave, call 832 999 1050 to listen to the show on the phone you can also live stream from kcaa com. again my name's tom o'halloran you can follow me on twitter i'm tpo his underscore his self and my main blog is tomohalloran.com i've had some recent scheduling changes over the last week we've gone from one hour to three hours a week be sure to catch my patriot radio show every Tuesday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Friday nights, it'll be this time for the Jihad on America time. Keep abreast of my shows, listen to live stream, as well as to archive shows at patriotradioshow.com. We've got an awful lot to cover tonight, folks, so let's dig right on in. Again, the call-in number is 888-909-1050. Islam started in the 600s, but... It's not a religion. Islam is a a totalitarian, expansionist, militaristic, seditious political system hiding behind the mask of religion. Sharia law, the underlying law of all Islam, is in itself sedition against the Constitution of the United States. But there are no deep theological discussions in Islam. There's never any reference to Allah the Father. Muslims have no relationship with Allah as a father, as we do with Christ. The Quran itself is nothing but a collection of rantings of a madman that created Islam to gain power, riches, and sex. Liberals try to quash my rants against Islam, saying that it's a constitutionally protected religion. Folks, arguing that Islam is a constitutionally protected religion is like arguing that Nazism is a constitutionally protected religion. During World War II, The Nazis were a totalitarian political regime. Their goal was to overthrow every government and rule the world. Would we allow them to build camps or forts on our soil? No, of course we wouldn't. So why, just because Muslims utter the word Allah, do we allow them to build mosques on our soil? We know for a fact that there's a large number of mosques on the U.S. soil that preach violence against non-Muslims, against Jews, and preach Islamic supremacy. It's also a known fact that there are several, as in the 20s to 30s that we know of, armed Muslim training camps right here on U.S. soil. This is a fact. They exist, and the government knows about them. But because Muslims hide behind religious freedom, we allow them to do it. Our own government is kowtowing to the very terrorists that they are supposed to be protecting us from. It's like a bad dream. No, it's like a bad nightmare, and it's got to stop. Speaking of the government, we never had Nazis, knowably, openly, serving in our military during World War II. So why do we continue to allow Muslims to serve in our military? How many times can the politicians and the PC police stand there and say it was just workplace violence? It was just a soldier gone bad. Time after time after time, our men are shot upon by soldiers. And in almost every case, they're Muslims. The Muslims need to be purged from the military and from any high-valued secret government organization. I said that Islam is not a religion. It's not. It's a total system of life. It contains within it a particular social system, a judicial system, a political system, which includes geopolitical aspirations, the conquest and administration of territory. Islam is a polar opposite of Christianity, whereas Christianity preaches loving thy neighbor... Islam says to slay him if he's not a Muslim, and then to slay his wife and children too. There is a nihilism that stands between the two, such that the two can never coexist. When it is a tenet of organization A that calls for the total destruction of organization B, how could they possibly coexist? Whereas Christianity is about truth, goodness, and morality, Islam is all about obedience to Islam. In Islam, there is no relationship with Allah. Worship is just obedience to Islam, obeying the law. Islam represents the entire will of God. If you do something bad, then that too is the will of God. But if a man's will is always God's will, is there really even a God to worship? In Islam, there is no seeking God, there is merely obedience. God is a noble, completely transcendent and unreachable. Furthermore, when a religion becomes completely reduced to nothing but a doctrine, it is no longer a living faith, it is dead. Islam may be complex and it may be logical, but it is logic in the absence of living truth. Under Islam, there is no higher good than Islam. There is nothing more beautiful than Islam. Islam has replaced God, you see. And its ultimate goal is not to lead men to seek those higher values. Islam exists simply to perpetuate itself. But remember that every terrorist attack in the past 50 years has been by Muslims. The shoe bomber was a Muslim. The beltway snipers were Muslims. The Fort Hood shooter was a Muslim. The underwear bomber, the USS coal bombers, the Madrid train bombers, the Bali nightclub bombers, the London subway bombers, the Moscow theater attackers the Boston Marathon bombers, the Pan Am Flight 93 bombers, the Air France and Teb hijackers, the Iranian embassy takeover, the Beirut embassy bombers, the U- Libyan U.S. embassy attack, the Buenos Aires suicide bombers, the Israeli s- uh, Olympic team attackers, the Kenyan-, the Kenyan U.S. embassy bombers, the Saudi Kobar Tower bombers, the Beirut bomb attacks, the bo- uh, Belzin Russian school attack, the First World Trade Center bombers, the Bombay and Mumbai, India attackers, the Achille Laro cruise ship, and the September 11th, 2001 airline hijackers were all Muslim. We've got a lot more to cover, folks. Please stay with us. We're going to tell it like it is and like you've probably never heard it before. Thank you for tuning in to Jihad on America right here on KCAA 1050. the most diversified radio station on the dial, AM 1050 KCAA. Tom O'Halloran.
1: We'll put a
0: Welcome back. Welcome back, folks. This is Jihad on America with Tom O'Halloran. Folks, when you start talking about Islam to people, especially to Muslims, you'll hear people say, well, Islam never kills innocent people. Well, first of all, they're allowed to lie to you because that's just part of Islam, as you can allow to non-believers. But to them, it's not really even a lie. Because the dirty little secret behind the quote is that Islam teaches that all infidels are guilty of apostasy, of leaving the religion. Islam feels that everybody is born a Muslim. Therefore, if you've become something else, you've left the religion. So you're very killable. And if you've got kids that aren't Islam, that aren't Muslims, then they too are killable. Because Islam allows Muslims to kill the dirty, the unwashed, the non-believers. They also say that um, Islam is a religion of peace. peace they're talking about is after they've purged the earth of all non-Muslims or subjugated them to, uh, to living in secret where they can't worship in public. So don't buy the lines. We lost connection, folks. I'm back. Um, we're, t- we're told to be tolerant of Islam. Tolerance of Islam is tolerance of evil. And being tolerant of evil will get you a ticket to hell. Christ did not tell us to be nice or to be tolerant of evil. We're told to get angry at evil, to get rid of it. Anger is good when it is directed at things that offend God, not us. When I speak out on the evils of Islam, I'm told to be more Christ-like. But what the heck does that mean? It doesn't mean be all-accepting. To me, being Christ-like is being intolerant of evil. As Christ was intolerant of the sinners in Sodom and Gomorrah when he destroyed the cities. As he was intolerant of Lot's wife when he turned her into a pillar of salt. To me, being Christ-like is being disruptive. As Jesus was when he saw the money changers. He didn't turn a blind eye to it. He didn't ask them politely to leave. No, he yelled. He turned over tables. To me, being Christ-like is being Sometimes harsh, angry, impolite, and destructive. It's stepping up and calling Islam evil in public. Not just thinking it in your mind. It's finding the courage to say things that other people are afraid to say. Either because they're a fear, a loss of job, or personal attacks. To me, being Christ-like is being uncompromising. I will discuss the evils of Islam in general terms and in specific terms. As news events around the world show Islam... To be not of God, but of Satan. Let's take a couple of simple religious concepts and look at how they are subordinated under Islam. The first one is faith. When we use the word faith, we mean a growing trust in a loving fatherly God. A God that can be known. A God that can be approached. In Islam, God cannot be known. There's no bridge to him. What Muslims mean by faith is faith in the truth and righteousness of Islam itself. Intellectual assent to a doctrine has replaced a living faith, a man's relationship with a higher reality. Secondly, there's prayer. When we pray, we open our inner life to God. It's an intimate and personal communication, and it is often a petition for God to strengthen us in virtue so that we can be better prepared to meet the problems in our lives. There's nothing personal or intimate about Muslim prayer. It's a communal and rote formula. Everyone prays at the same time, facing the same direction, while performing the same muscular moves. It's like military drills. These so-called prayers have the effect of cementing communal solidarity, but not of increasing intimate contact with God. There's no intimacy between man and God in Islamic prayer, because there cannot be. The third religious concept is worship, by which we mean love, adoration, and awe, gratitude, all being expressed to God. Often is this, this is done in the form of a song. In Islam, worship is defined as obedience to Islam. And since God is transcendent and we cannot know him, loving him is beside the point and certainly not as essential. Obedience is everything. This concept is also a major stumbling block to democracy because to obey man's law in Islamic thought is equivalent to worship of man. In society... Islam functions in the opposite manner from all other religions. Rather than producing peace and social harmony, it sows violence and social disruption. I vehemently disagree with the Islamic total belief system and total regulation of life is the answer to anything. Islam is not the answer. Islam is the problem. Let's look at ten reasons why Islam is not a religion of peace. I've explained why it's Not really qualified to be a religion at all. But let's look at the of peace part. First, 18,000 deadly terror attacks committed in explicitly in the name of Islam just in the past 10 years. All other religions combined, maybe a dozen. Two, Mohammed, the so-called prophet of Islam, had people killed for insulting him or for criticizing his religion. This included women. Muslims are told to emulate the example of Mohammed. Three, Muslims said in many places that he's been ordered by Allah to fight men until they testify that there is no God but Allah, that Muhammad is his messenger. In the, nine years of, the last nine years of his life, he ordered no less than 65 military campaigns to do exactly that. He inspired men to war with the basis of, with the basis of motives, using captured loot, sex, and gluttonous paradise as its incentives. He beheaded captives, enslaved children, and raped women captured in battle. Again, Muslims are told to emulate the example of Muhammad. After Muhammad died, the people who lived with him knew his religion best, immediately fell into war with each other. 10,000 Muslims were killed in a single battle, waged less than 20 years after Muhammad's death. The infighting and power struggles between Muhammad's family members, closest companions, and their children intensified at the time. Within 50 short years of his death, even the, even the Ka'aba, which stood for centuries under pagan religion, lay in ruins from an internal Muslim war. And that's just the fate of those within the House of Islam. Five, Muhammad directed Muslims to wage war on other religions and bring them under submission to Islam. Within the few, first few decades of his, following his death, his Arabian companions invaded and conquered lands in Jewish, Christian, Hindu, and Buddhist territories. A mere 25 years after his death, Muslim armies had captured land within the orders of over 25 modern countries outside of Saudi Arabia. Muslims continued their jihad against other religions for 1400 years, checked only by the ability of non-Muslims to defend themselves. To this day, not a week goes by that Islamist fundamentalists do not kill Christians, Jews, Hindus, and Buddhists explicitly in the name of Allah. None of these other religions are at war with each other. Islam is the only religion that has to retain its membership by threatening to kill anyone that, relie- that leaves the religion. This according to the example set by Muhammad. Islam teaches that Muslims are less than fully human. Muhammad said that Muslims can be put to death for murder. But a Muslim could never be put to death for killing a non-Muslim. And 10, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. The last words from the cockpit of Flight 93. One last reminder before we go into our next break. If you haven't listened to my May 7th recording, please go to patriotradioshow.com and listen to the broadcast from May 7th. This covers the Muslim Brotherhood, who they are, what they're doing here, what they're doing in the White House, and the documents that were uncovered that laid out their plan for America. We're going to cover a little bit. We're going to cover a little bit of that when we come back from our next break. So stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Your voice, your opinions, heard round the world at www.kcaaradio.com. The station that leaves no listener behind, AM 1050 KCAA. Tom O'Halloran, holding the line against tyranny from Washington, D.C. Welcome back, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Jihad in America with Tom O'Halloran. So, before the break, we're starting to talk about the plan for the Muslims to take over. This isn't just theory. This is something that can be measured. And if you look at what's going around around, around the world, what's going on around the world, you'll see that it's pretty consistent across the board. As, as long as the Muslim populations are under two percent, they are considered, as you think nice, polite, peace-loving people. Today this is reflected in America, Australia, Canada, China, India, and Tobago. As the Muslims reach 2 to 5 percent of the population, they begin converting people to Islam from other religions. This is also big in street gangs and prisons. This can be seen today in Denmark, Germany, the UK, Spain, and Thailand. At 5%, the Muslims exert excessive force in relation to their actual numbers. They begin to campaign for better accommodations, halal food in restaurants and stores, prayer rooms in schools and airports. Muslims will threaten to protest and riot if their demands aren't met. The petition to local police force to rule themselves, often setting up no-go zones that the local police forces are not allowed to go to. Sharia law rules here. This can be seen in France, the Philippines, Switzerland, Sweden, the Netherlands. At 10% of the population you'll see uprisings for better living standards, rioting in the streets and burning in, burning cars. This can be seen in France, Amsterdam, Guyana, Israel, Kenya and Russia. At 20% you'll see hair-trigger rioting, jihad militias, sporadic killing of non-Muslims and the burning of churches and synagogues, such as we see today in Egypt, Nigeria, and Ethiopia. At 40 percent, there's widespread terrorism and massacres, such as in Chad, Bosnia, and Lebanon. At 60 percent, there becomes unfettered persecution of any and all non-Muslims. You either convert, get killed, or subject yourself to their rule and pay a non-Muslim tax as we see today in Albania, Malaysia, Qatar, and the Sudan. At 80%, expect state-sponsored ethnic cleansing, such as we see today in Bangladesh, Egypt, Indonesia, Iran, Iraq, Jordan, Pakistan, Syria, Turkey, and United Arab Emirates. At 100% there's supposed to be peace, since everybody is a Muslim, and Islam is supposed to be a religion of peace. But Islam Islam is not a religion of peace. The more fundamentalist Muslims begin killing off those that aren't as committed to Islam as they are. It becomes tribe against tribe, family against family, and brother against brother. Now having said all this, It's important to point out that some countries, such as France, the UK, and Norway, and a couple of areas here in America, such as Dearborn, Michigan, some areas of Nashville, the Muslims live in close-knit slums that are 100% Islam. Non-Muslims don't go there. Oftentimes, the police won't go there. Sharia law rules. This is actually happening today in the United States of America. Now, do you still think that Muslims are polite quiet, peace-loving, peaceful people. Peace has nothing to do with Islam. In America today, in New Jersey, in New Jersey of all places where the governor, Governor Chris Christie has embraced Islam. He's had his picture taken with his arms around a uh, Muslim Brotherhood member, one who's been convicted of many crimes and affiliated with others. He's holding a Quran because Islam is so well embraced there. Two Catholic churches have had statues decapitated and cut in half right here in America. The news media is not covering stories. There's a story in... um, um, This one is in uh, New York City. 27-year-old Islamic immigrant from Bangladesh really attacked his landlord to death. He's a Muslim. Of course, that was never mentioned in the media report. It was just a tenant chopped up his landlord. The media is not covering it. If you were listening to my show last week, we had Colin Flaherty online And he was talking about the black-on-white crime, the gang gang violence against whites that's going on around the country. The media refuses to cover it. They won't talk about race. They won't talk about Islam, where the violence really is. Michigan court established a blasphemy-free zone. Blasphemy-free zone. Terry Jones, a Christian minister, was up standing outside of a Muslim mosque talking to people. Christianity. No megaphone, just standing there talking to people if they come up and ask them about it. The Muslims filed suit and a judge forbid him to go near the area. The judge refused to allow him to blaspheme Islam. An anti-blasphemy law is Sharia. This judge actually allowed Sharia to decide his decision in this court case. In San Diego, the YMCA, the young man's Christian Association was petitioned repeatedly and threatened to let Muslims come in and use the pool by themselves. So every Saturday at the Copley YMCA in San Diego, the doors are closed early, 15, 20 East African women filed through the back doors for a women-only swim class. Male lifeguards are let go. Now folks, this is the YMCA, the Young Men's Christian Association. Why are they bowing Why are they bowing to women Muslims? We've got to stop being so PC, so politically correct. It is not your organization. It is ours. Just the fact that they're a religious group doesn't give them the right to impose their religion on us or our ways or our organizations. If they want a swimming pool, they've got lots of money of their own. The Saudis are dumping billions of dollars into American universities. Let them build a swimming pool for the Muslims in San Diego. This isn't the first place that's done it. It's also happened in Nashville and Virginia, swimming pools for the bands, non-Muslim men at certain times. Maryland pools have Sharia and tried segregating women. In Harvard, the gyms are all Sharia. You can't go into a gym where women are. Kansas City, the YMCA did the same thing. MIT, Oregon Muslims have requested uh, women-only swim times and requested women-only lifeguards. If they want this, they can go back to their country. They can either build their own pools or they can go back where Sharia is allowed. You can segregate men from women. In America, if you want to swim in a pool, you get swim in the pool with everybody. This just isn't done here. A new terror compound found in Texas. I mentioned earlier in the, in the previous segment, there are 27 known Islamist terror compounds in the United States. One was just found here in Texas. Um, They're all part of the organization Muslim for the Americas, which is a Pakistani militant group, uh, Jamaat al-Fuqa, that organized it. They are training these people in everything that they need to know to combat the enemy, if you know what I mean. Okay. This is a 25-acre compound. Uh, They're teaching them in weapons. And heavy weapons, rocket launchers, bomb making, shooting, all sorts of different stuff. Anything, like I said, that they need to know to combat the enemy. Folks, do you know who the enemy is? It's you. It's you. When you see this Sharia stuff creeping up, it isn't creeping now. It's starting to leap. When you see it, you've got to speak up. You've got to get involved. There's an organization founded by Brigitte Gabriel. It's called Act for America. Look them up online, folks. They've got chapters all around the country. Find a local chapter, get involved. They watch for these things happening. They put the word out. They they counter the arguments. They counter the arguments where Muslims are trying to take over and get their way in different places in different organizations. Get involved. They won't stop themselves. This is a cancer in our society, and unless you want to be speaking Arabic in the next decade, we have to be the ones to stop it. Folks, stay with us. We've got a lot more in our next segment. We'll be right back. This is Jihad in America on KCAA 1050 AM.
1: America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven, world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave.
0: Your weekend dose of truth begins every Saturday at 2 p.m. on KCAA. Constitution Radio with Douglas V. Gibbs, a show so right it even makes Rush blush. That's Saturday at 2 p.m. on KCAA, 1050 a.m., your Inland Talk Express.
2: Welcome to Isla Earth. Veterinarians at the San Diego Zoo who breed white rhinoceroses are finding themselves, well, on the horns of a dilemma. Their female white rhinos aren't reproducing, and no one's sure why. There are five species of rhinos. In the wilds of Africa, the southern subspecies of white rhinos numbers about 17,000. As for their sibling, northern white rhino, they're now believed to be extinct in the wild. When they're first captured, female white rhinos reproduce, no problem. But their captive-born daughters don't. And with most moms at retirement age, researchers worldwide say breeding white rhinos in captivity might soon become impossible. It's not like the females look down their noses at males. Instead, something unknown is happening. It could be from diet, enclosure size, timing of sexual maturity, or other factors. And each possibility breeds its own hypotheses. But those hypotheses could be tested given enough historical data on captive rhinos. So the San Diego Zoo vets are collecting data from rhino researchers worldwide, including from game reserves in Africa. From that, they hope to pinpoint a solution and get these endangered rhinos thriving. You can help. Learn more at islaearth.org. Isla Earth is recorded on the campus of California State University, San Bernardino, and produced by the Catalina Island Conservancy. Because Earth is an island. KCAA Radio, AM 1050. Hey, tell a friend. AM 1050. Tom O'Halloran
0: has a not-so-common-core spelling lesson for the Obama
1: administration. Ready? There is no K in America. Kids that can't pray in school.
0: This is Jihad on America with Tom O'Halloran, I being that Tom O'Halloran. Uh, before the break, we're talking about Islam as it's creeping up and creeping into our society, into our space. In Minneapolis, another area that's, that's known to be um, a center for Islam. Um, a, lo- a lot of uh, Somalis are up there, and a couple of Somali staffers that work at Minneapolis City Hall declared that February 28th was going to be hijab day, hijab day at City Hall. Can you imagine this? Well, it turns out that uh, Minneapolis Police Chief Jenny Harteau and a couple of others went along with it. She put on a hijab. This is the head mask that hides the face to keep women from being seen by anybody other than family. This is the chief of police. How could she subordinate herself to Islam? This is absolutely insane. This is so misogynistic. This is so anti-women. The whole religion treats women as cattle, not as less than men, but like cattle. You are your husband's property. He can do with you as he sees fit. There's no such thing as unconsensual sex. When your husband wants something, it is done. To make the matters worse, this stupid, stupid, stupid woman, this chief of police, is a lesbian. No digs on her for being lesbian, but these very Muslims that she's honoring would behead her for being a homosexual. They hang and behead homosexuals on a regular basis. How can this woman be so stupid? America, don't follow along with this politically correct this multicultural this islamic day at school crap don't allow it it's so against the american constitution it's sickening dearborn michigan again school sent home a flyer inviting kids to come and participate if they wanted to for an easter egg hunt unbelievable some parent used the ex- the ex- excuse that his son had said dad I really don't feel comfortable with these flyers telling me to go to church. I thought churches are not supposed to mix with schools. What seven-year-old talks like that? None of them. Okay? This is the Islamic way of getting their way in schools. They use this to say that they're being offended. Their, Their religious rights are being stepped on. Stop this. They made the teacher come out and apologize. The school board had to apologize. Okay? Meanwhile, within two months... They were submitting a, a, f- a flyer to teachers. The flyer was designed to teach teachers about the Islamic faith and how to integrate it into your class. They use the same tactics to get Muslim prayer rooms in schools. It's happening in, it's happening in uh, Dearborn. It's happening in other schools around the country. Halal food. They make the same excuses, the same complaints. Well, we can't. Stay awake in classes if we don't have healthy food and we can't eat what you're providing. It makes our children feel different. Your children are different. You're choosing to raise them Islamic. This is not an Islamic school. If you want your kids to eat halal food, you either pack it and send it with them you take them to a madrasa. You're not going to turn our public schools into madrasas. In England, folks, this doesn't stop. In England, they've taken over four schools by doing the same thing, forcing non-Muslim teachers and non-Muslim administrators to go along with it or quit. The kids are segregated. The boys don't play with the girls. The girls have to cover themselves completely, even if they're little blonde-haired girls. Little blonde-haired Christian girls. They no longer tell fairy tales in class. They learn how to speak Arabic. Pre- uh, principal of this school ought to be taken out and locked up. School in Colorado goes along with the Islam- Islamization of America. Parkview School forced a discriminatory um, gender apartheid. Boys were sitting with boys and girls were sitting with girls. They forced Colorado. The Colorado school had the school kids in the Mountain View High School. Recite the Pledge of Allegiance in Arabic, one nation under Allah. Can you even fathom what this means? Women would be reduced to wearing burqas. You'd lose voting rights. You would lose driving rights. This is absolutely insane, folks. When you see this stuff happening, raise your voice. Go to the school board meetings. Get involved. Don't allow your kids to go to school. I saw on Fox News This is not an Islam thing, but on Fox News, some school was having boys come in wearing skirts to teach against gender discrimination. They're trying to get boys to be cross-dressers now. When you see this crap happening, when you see things that are degrading the moral fiber of America, stand up and do something. Because you are the person that other people are waiting to do something. You can't afford to wait. There will be nobody else. We are the last line. All this stuff just drives me nuts. I want to thank Anne Barnhart, Pamela Geller, Bridget Gabriel, David Horowitz, Frank Gaffney, Pat Condell, Tom Trento, and Daniel Pipes. These people and their organizations are the front line in stopping the Islamization of America. And they've taught me so very, very much. Folks, please go online, look up Act for America. It was founded by Brigitte Gabriel. It's grown nationwide. There are chapters all over the country. If you don't find a chapter and you feel this is as important as I do, get in touch with the organization. Find out how you can start one in your area. Okay. Folks, I get asked on almost a daily basis, what can I do to help? There's a lot you can do to help. Act for America is one. But you can also find a website with content that you like. My main blog is tomohalloran.com. We post 10 to 15 columns a day over there. Read them. Select two that move you. Post them to Facebook. Email them around. Print them out. Put them on a bulletin board at work. If you look right above the banner on TomOhalloran.com, you'll see a navigation bar to 12 other websites that I have, including Jihad on America. I've got one for Hillary Clinton. I've got one for the Gay Activist Agenda one for voter fraud, one for gun-free zones. Find something, you, find something that you feel that you connect with. Again, find two articles, distribute them, Facebook, email. I post a ton of information on these sites, and with 140,000 followers on Twitter, I have a lot of readers. But if only 10% of them would post two articles every day, and if 10% of the people that saw those articles posted two, The number of people waking up to what's happening into this country would grow exponentially. So whether you use my website or someone else's, get involved. Share the articles that you find to be informative. Let others know what's happening. Let them know that you care, that you're paying attention to where the country is heading. It's not too late to turn our country around, get her back on the right track. But at this point in the fight, you're either helping or you're part of the problem. It's time to take off the gloves and fight for what you believe in. There are a lot of people out there intent on destroying America. We either engage the enemy or we accept that we're willing to turn America over to the Islamists, to the people set to destroy us. Folks, tune in every Tuesday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to hear Patriot Radio with me. Every Friday, I'll be right here to share more. Of the Jihad on America. Good night, America. God bless you and yours. This is Tom O'Halloran. I'm out.